You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your hosts, Austin Deface and Michael Pan. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your host here, Monster Deface, and alongside me is, of course, our co-host, the big life with Panda. Panda, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. I mean, we've had a couple weeks off, you know what I mean? A little, a little bit of uh, time frame for this stuff to fester, and... Sure enough, man, drama is going crazy. Yeah, I think I think that's the right word. Festering drama, for sure. That about encap- encapsulates what has occurred from the last episode to this one. As always, new season brings a lot of eventful stuff for us to go ahead and cover. And yeah, this is going to be a pretty eventful one, guys. Yep, we're going to get around to the topic I think everyone wants to know about. Aussie antics getting removed from the broadcast. We're going to cover a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, so yeah, stick with us. We'll get to it, and you guys will hear my perspective. Because um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little close for us, I guess, for me. It's my freaking caster duo. Anyways, before we get there, though, <laughs> thank you guys for listening in, man. If you are new here, don't forget to leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all that good stuff. Thanks for helping keep us being the number one Fortnite podcast on the scene. So, appreciate you guys. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into it, Panda. Um, let's kind of start from the beginning. Arena points getting reset. We got the new season. Last update uh, topic podcast we recorded. We talked about the new season, our initial thoughts, aliens freaking taking over. And now we finally have the new season reset. And we got a little bit of a race between our competitors, of course, uh, between Bucky and Mars. Didn't Mars win the, uh, the, the race, if you will, before? Or maybe not the race, but overall points, right, in Arena? I think I think so. I, I and that I think is what has led Bucky to to kind of try to take on this lead and race for this. But you know, obviously, anytime Bucky or a big pro player like that gets involved, there's drama behind it. But let's start from the beginning, right? Let's talk about the arena point reset because the not only did the points reset, but they changed the point structure. So if you don't know, for those at home you now go into arena and it is not as easy i would say to get to champion league as it was before wait you have wait, to wait not only hmm? i thought it was way easier now because you were able to team up and just like kill everybody did wait, i well, miss so, something or what happened so that's the thing right so now that it's changed the format has changed if you are not an aggressive fortnite player you are going to be struggling because they have reduced uh, placement points by about 70 per match for Whoa. Victory Royale. And then they have increased the elimination points. Now in solos, they haven't done really much, much adjustment other than lowering placement a bit. But duos and trios now are viable options for getting arena points. So if you have a trio, obviously it's going to be a little bit easier. But if you're a solo player, even a duo player, you're going to be struggling a little bit more this season. It's going to be a change. Uh, but to say the least, it has created an environment of W King in arena. We'll yeah. get through first zone and there's only like 27 people left. Yeah, that's a that's a big problem, right? I think in the last episode before we talked about actually the episode before we jumped into new season coverage, we wanted to have arena revamps. We kind of spoke about our perspective on, hey, you know, what could change? Do we need more of a uh, I don't know, new thresholds, right? New a ranking system. Like, what is it that can change? And I guess I want your early opinion, Panda. Do you think this is a move in the right direction? I'm assuming no, right? So I think it's a move in the right direction. However, I think they still kind of missed the mark. I think it's 
now created too aggressive of gameplay in arena because look I, i've seen people that easily get through arena get to champs etc uh whether it's through trios duos and and it's all really stacked players right but then there's players that that they play arena and they're a little bit more passive right they play more for placement because that's their tournament mindset and they're getting w keyed into storm mid game and it throws off everything that they have going for them so I, it's definitely changed the pace of the game by far and honestly it's made arena a little bit less practice for like trios cash cups and stuff and more just practicing aggressive gameplay yeah that's kind of interesting i still think that arena dude arena could use a lot of work man i i don't have the answers guys i really don't i just know that i haven't really felt the hunger the want the need to grind arena the ranking doesn't really feel like ranking right like when i play a game like valorant etc i don't know if it's the yeah. visual representation of having that rank but it feels a little different maybe it's the fact that you can't really derank out of your champions league right if you break six thousand etc that makes That's it feel kind of weird so um something there still needs to be adjusted i think there's uh some room for improvement but that's kind of interesting. So what about the race between Bucky and Mars, though? Like, do we know who's kind of crushing it right now? I haven't really been following Bucky on live stream. Well, it's been Bucky. Really? Bucky has been what? actually crushing it. It's crazy. Um, I don't have live numbers right now, but last time I checked, he was clear over 35K. Yo. So, and not only was he, he clear over 35K, but clear over Mars OW, too. So I think... Mars is kind of more or less, I want to say, given up on the race specifically with Bucky. Not that Mars was ever like outgoingly like, hey, I'm going to race you, Bucky. But I think he's kind of uh, taking a back seat and said, you know what? Bucky can have it. All right. All right. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Bucky crushing it out here. Like I said, I've been, I've been checking in with his live streams and whatnot. He's definitely doing his thing. Um, I just wasn't too sure, like you said, like on the comparison front between the two that's what's up uh but just talking about like live streams twitches and things that kind of leads us into our next topic about dmca going crazy just as we're recording mm -hmm. this guys another dmca outbreak occurs on um, ops gets banned on twitch for not only using music on stream which is like you know that's a problem right but he tried yeah. to mend that problem he tried to you know find a solution he actually got banned for a vod that he had unlisted on his channel so this is like a Twitch problem at whole right now because he did his due diligence, like remove the content from his channel from months ago. And now he's getting struck down here. Yeah, I saw that. I think it was a May VOD is what it was. And the same, I think it's the same VOD or the same date range led him to get his last two strikes. Yeah. Which ultimately led to him losing his channel. Look, I, I, it's a tough topic. We, we've talked about it several times. We've talked about these these influencers these pros uh suffering from it but at the same time like you play copyrighted music on your stream doesn't matter if you don't have vods up or you don't have clips up like you have to be careful uh technically the music people can come live into your stream and hear their music and live strike you so it's not like you're Wait, ever oh yeah that is that is true protected. so just because you don't have the vods and don't have the clips like you could still get taken down. So you just have to be weary of that stuff. And and I think Ops was pretty vocal about he doesn't care, right? He's he said multiple times that look, I'm gonna play music and uh 
they can do whatever they want, but I just don't like he just didn't care enough to to take care of it. And and look, now it, it's kind of a hit home for him because that was a main source of income for the uh, Ops family, to say the least. I was gonna say, you know, you don't care until you care, right? Until yeah. it's right there, until it becomes a big problem. Um, I think right now, obviously, he's in a he's in a dire situation. No one wants to get their channel banned, especially when. He is killing it the way he has. I mean, he recently just posted uh, a tweet and a photo up about his new um, houses. I think he's getting built right now, like currently. So, yeah. you know, you might be able to pay it off and like take care of it and stuff like that. But, you know, money doesn't last forever. So, you know, as much as we all kind of hate having to chase the bag and feeling like you're in the rat race, you, you sort of need to still have some kind of flowing income. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Ops gets this all you know, sorted and, and figured out, but it's just a unique situation where channels are now getting struck potentially for content that was already taken down. Like if the record labor or the company owner, whatever the freaking terminology is, if they know you play that content, they can come after you for it. And that's kind of seems um, like what we're watching unfold. And not everyone's as big as ops, right? Not everyone's going to have Twitch in the back pocket, TSM resources, etc., to get things troubleshot. Um, for some, it'll be detrimental and you won't have anyone to reach out to save you. So got to be careful, guys. Got to make sure you're taking care of yourself the same way yeah. Aqua needs to make sure he's taking care of himself because this man has caught himself a wrist injury preventing him from playing in the all-star FNCS event that happened this weekend. Before we jump into Aqua and the importance of health inside esports, uh, Panda, break down the FNCS All-Stars, man. What would you think about the creative event and everything that unfolded? It was fun. And it's crazy because you look at, like, pro responses and stuff, and they were talking about how, like, they felt more nervous for, like, the creative stuff than they felt for the actual, like, solos event itself in BR. But regardless, man, it was a wonderful event to watch, consume. Um, I definitely think from an entertainment standpoint, I enjoyed it a lot more than... I think uh, people gave it credit for at in the beginning but when it really started ramping up. But it's interesting to see a, a, a different style of FNCS event. And I kind of hope that they do more of this stuff season after season and not just make this like a one-off mid-season mid thing. Yeah, definitely. The FNCS was, it was cool. Like you mentioned, um, having a creative element, I think, I think it really put things into perspective for the pros as far as like spotlighting them on a head-to-head -head because then at that point they knew like, Dude, we're getting cast over. Thousands of people are absolutely watching. And then you are putting your skill to the test up against someone else. Um, the other cool part about that is, granted, the way we saw the way like this kind of stage and setting play out, um, we didn't really get to see how it would work on an international scale, right? But creative breaks the boundaries in some ways, especially these kind of skill courses where you can actually remove international boundaries and have like EU players technically play on their server and like clear a course and see what the time looks like and compare that to another player and things like that. So I think the, I think the creative uh, ceiling is, is huge in a create uh, in with the creative, as far as the spectacle goes. Um, and it was fun. It was fun. And who doesn't want to watch Damn. people shoot an aim course out for $10,000, right? Like, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, it was pretty fun, man. It was so fun to watch, especially the aim course. Like that was really cool to see just how talented these guys are. But I mean, look, these events, these major events, they don't come without drama, man. And you already know between Aqua not being able to play because of a wrist injury. And it looks like he, he has to take a pretty significant break. So yeah. see how that ultimately affects him in the long run. But 
another piece of drama happening eclipse i don't know if you saw this but eclipse at it again this is not the first time for him just in dms attacking smaller pros or semi pros or whatever that have made it to that point for landing near or at his drop spot yo this guy is crazy like just let the man <laughs> land yeah listen that's a thing I, this is like a running issue in fortnite guys um and i don't think we've ever, ever really talked about this side of it but whenever there is an event for all of you listening at home if, if you're kind of out of the oh, i guess the the interaction loop of like kind of the atmosphere between the pros it gets it gets hostile i know we normally cover like the big topics and like the breakout stories but like just on a day-to-day -day, like an interaction level between the pros um there's so much animosity in eclipse uh, i'm sorry to use you as like the i don't know the topic or, or the guy that we're gonna put the the lens on right now but like some of you guys probably have some anger issues man like real anger issues and you, you can't get like people get like they take this personal like they kind of take it like yeah it's just a different level like there's one thing to smack talk and you know obviously try to fend fend off your draw spot like you know through, through social media and whatnot but like yeah. yeah some of these kids just take it to a whole different level man they find themselves getting in trouble um i i know we're going to talk about paper in a little bit but like wasn't paper one of those people like like this man's done posted photos i think were guns and all kinds of just crazy yeah, stuff right um, and then he gets himself banned for threats too, right? Yeah, I mean, look, Eclipse I don't think is like streaming or focusing on a, a, a creator route as paper was, man. Right. But like, you have to be careful with that stuff. Like people, there are real world consequences uh, for your actions. And I think this uh, community still doesn't fully understand that. But I think they are starting to. But look, I know that we haven't quite hit the mark there, but you you got to realize like if you're in a community like this and you're not taking it as seriously or you're attacking people and you're doing this that and the third you're, there's going to be repercussions yeah and that's the thing right so like we said you know eclipse may not be on the on the crazy side of the spectrum for this one but the fact that they do it and other pros do it and it becomes more and more of a thing you kind of influence others to follow in your actions and your footsteps. So if you're like Clipsay, dude, you gotta you gotta be careful, man. You are creating enemies with pros potentially when these are gonna be the next runner-ups. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. Um, you never know who's gonna be the next breakout star. The FNCS All Stars was amazing. Pam Stoll ends up winning the whole thing. Um yeah. he blows up, right? Like now he's on his up and up. Um same thing for like hypothetically Jack Acorn Slacks, right? Winning the FNCS championship just two seasons ago. Like you don't really know who's the next runner up. So, you know, you, you want to be cordial, be friends with the people in the community, yeah. uh, support one another. Obviously there's nothing wrong with having that friendly animosity and rivalry, but I feel like that's just kind of lost right within kind of the player ecosystem. Like, I don't know. It's like, they almost don't know how to just be friends, but rivals at the same time or right. Like, am I missing a words here or, the, the no i think i think you're pretty on it like i i think um obviously there's there's healthy rivalries right there you go but in, in a game like fortnite the names are revolving it's not a, a shut closed case that benji fishy is gonna win eu every season that uh we see like what is it reverse miro day they're not gonna win every single season right because the competition continually changes the talent that comes in 
through this threshold that is Fortnite FNCS continues to change. And we see all these different names stepping up to the plate. And, and that's not going to stop anytime soon, right? This isn't Call of Duty where you have to be on a team and you are assigned to your team, right? This is Fortnite. And there are open qualifiers for all competitive events. So realistically, there's always going to be different names that step up to the plate and do something different. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that goes for the players, obviously. Um, you know, and, and that also affects their careers within the space, right? And we kind of touched base on paper just a little bit, but that does bring us to the topic about he was banned off of Twitch, right? Because of his toxicity, because of his direction, his lack of being able to keep his temper cool. Um, and then he moves over to YouTube naturally as his backup alternative. I think that's the second best platform by far. People know that. Um, and yeah. even that didn't last, right? So it kind of, I think that brings us to like the topic of mental stability, right? And health and how people just don't realize, I feel like especially the youth, right? Like they have it pretty good for the most part on the Twitch platform and with the friends that, and stuff that they're building. It's like, once you get to YouTube, you're kind of like banished, right? From the loop a little bit unintentionally yeah. of course but you're, you're really out of the loop and I, I don't think we've seen anyone successfully transition to youtube as a pro fortnite player and stick it out yeah i think definitely from a pro scene we haven't seen anybody been able to to truly do it right but look i mean there, i think there's a lot of potential for youtube they have a lot of things to fix on the streaming end before they can really be considered a contender but I think Twitch is so niche in comparison to what YouTube is doing. I think long-term YouTube is going to be successful. But regardless, right now is is what these kids are, are seeing, right? And that's why Paper struggled to to really switch over. He switched over to YouTube and uh, his viewership didn't come. The Obviously, you you can't even play music live because YouTube has a system that will strike you live. Really? Like, and, and Yeah, we'll take Oof. down your live stream so it, it's different like you, you, you have to be super careful i was gonna say did you get to like see what kind of numbers he was pulling because i like i'd love to put it in perspective like when he was on twitch like this man's getting not only just good twitch viewership but like he's getting the host the raids the potential bleed off from all the other mm -hmm. big influencers um so he's averaging several high hundreds if not thousands at times um yeah do you know what is like youtube concurrence were like so I know Lee, uh, at the end of his Twitch career, it was roughly like 2K for events. And That's then incredible. Five to 500 to 1,000 for just regular streams. Really good. YouTube was 200 or less. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, so, it's not bad, but it's it's definitely it's definitely demoralizing, right? For someone to yeah. like quite visually see, like not only do you feel everything slipping away, but then like you kind of see it, like the numbers are not there, right? Yeah. Um, it's hard to stay motivated at that point. Uh, just one of those things to think about and dang i didn't even know or realize youtube had a system that uh live struck people out of the channel um yeah. if you were live playing music that's crazy man i'd be salty yeah. <laughs> listen that's why you got to be careful man like the, what about they're... what about game music because like for example if you played kingdom hearts that like unchained melody theme song that plays at the start like you will that video would get copyright struck um so if you were streaming it would that happen too potentially that's a good question. I know that they have, like, it's like licensing agreements. Okay. With to to with the streaming platforms, if I'm not mistaken, to utilize those audios specifically during a game, because technically that's fair use because you are playing the game or you're reacting to the game, etc. 
but uh outside of that i don't think so like a fortnite emote right you can't play that on a stream yeah you know yeah that these makes TikTok sense. emotes like you have to be careful yeah, the tiktok but, ones especially huh <laughs> yeah but look dmca is it's outdated it's antiquated it came in the 90s it's not uh something that i even see long term but i don't think there's enough money or enough money in politics right now to push push politicians to be like no more dmca yeah that's that's a different kind of different kind of demon huh uh and yeah like you said it's just such an old policy and, and the way the times are evolving right now we really need it to kind of get stepped ahead of get on the get on with a get on here uh it's, yeah. it kind of like the same thing reminds me of like the apple versus epic issue that's happening right like at the time mm -hmm. apple was probably very well working within kind of the constraints of uh the reasoning behind why they were limiting the store and all that stuff right but like yeah as their product has quite literally taken over the world um it's a it's a little different they have a bit a lot more responsibility and things like that and that's why you know creators like epic games or publishers and stuff you know for them trying to take a take matters into their own hands and open up the options and reduce the monopolies right uh that that some of these i guess mega corporations start to build or become makes sense makes sense and it happens around the world quite honestly consistently what i think companies in particular uh when they get too yeah. big like they literally have to just either new laws develop and stuff to stop them from being you know the being able to take over the world almost quite literally because <laughs> they get too rich or whatever the hell all happens yeah. there but kind of the same thing for dmca dmca is just such an outdated policy man yeah i mean look at it like it, it came at a time that no one would have predicted live streaming Fortnite emotes like like literally no one would have been able to predict that a, a platform justin tv aka now twitch would be created and these these creators would play music while streaming yep and, and fortunately for for some creators they get away with it like nick Merckx, right he's allowed to play drake's music drake gave him permission wait to play he is his Yes. Yeah, oh, that's so crazy. So there, there are loopholes to it, but obviously it's loopholes that only affect the the top one percent of Twitch, right? Like Nick Merckx, Tim the Tabman, Cloaksy, etc. Whereas like people like Ops, who who have a great following and have a great viewership, like great viewership numbers, great subs, etc. Realistically, they don't have the pool to connect with some of these artists like a Nick Merckx does. Yeah, no, that that's insane. I didn't even realize he had, yeah, the clear comms, dude, to get after it with Drake music. That's so dope. You know, yeah, they, there's, there's, I guess there's levels to this ish, boys. You know, there's, there's, yeah. there's your big, and then there's your your Nick Merks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's, a, there's <laughs> just levels, dude. That that international, uh, uh, massive size of being an influencer definitely comes with its perks and. That's cool, man. But that is the future right there. Figuring out how streamers can get a more of a clear line of communication, I think, to music publishers, rights owners, and figuring out how to work out some kind of subscription deal or whatever, right? Like, But I think that's where Twitch should be doing that. So I don't yeah. want to harp on it for too long, but I'm still hopeful that Twitch will someday figure out this DMCA debacle and at the very least put in some kind of um, partnerships with the companies. Buy the rights. Let their streamers use it. At least the partners. Come on. Give us some more perks, man. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I want to move on. I want to talk about, uh, let's talk about Fortnite here. We kind of went down a rabbit's hole. Um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about Loot Boy basically being under fire for their player. 
right yeah. and and i'll give you the floor here to kind of break down the story and then we can get into the details yeah absolutely so uh on the last podcast we talked about loop boy dropping uh eu player pink uh because he aimlessly uh said that his teammate bubak bubak was cheating or was hacking and uh they ended up dropping pink right so now bubak comes out and says some uh some stuff like some negative things towards the lgbtq community and he starts to get hate for it and instead of just coming out and apologizing he then acts like his twitter has been hacked all right so and in the midst of this he's saying racial slurs he's throwing like throwing some crazy stuff on the socials he like i mean it's just nonsense is what it was so then loop boy steps up and i guess to some extent uh reaches out to bubak and uh he says no i've been hacked so loop boy immediately just comes out and says hey we investigated this and uh our player says he's been hacked right well wait a second hmm? their investigation consisted of <laughs> hey 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 he said he didn't do it all right we're good is that is that what happened is that what i'm understanding right now that is correct so basically loop boy noah who is the head of the esports uh scene for loop boy uh tweeted out that he was going to go after the one the one guy that they thought hacked his twitter um for, with legal ramifications and uh then Bubak stepped up and said i'm sorry like you can't bring in legal stuff like he got worried right mm. and so noah was like well wh why wouldn't we this is hurting our brand this is hurting your brand and he's like well i did this oh me. no and so naturally and immediately and this should have been the first thing they did was they dropped him Jeez, um, and then noah goes on the fortnite guys newest or one of their newer videos and talks about the whole situation and uh, and he's like, well, would, every org would trust their player. And I'm like, uh, listen, if your brand is on the line, you need to do a lot more research than that. Like, you can't in two hours have a quote unquote investigation, come to the conclusion that your player has been hacked. But in reality, the player wasn't hacked. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can come to the defense of Noah here a little bit. Being as someone who, you know, wants to believe the best in people. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Maybe he's just too too kind for his own good. You know, you you can't oh, you can't hurt or be too mad at the man for trying to yeah. ride with his gang to the very end. I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, this is what I'll say about <laughs> Noah, right? Like, because I know him personally. I've worked with him in the past. Like, I've done some stuff with him. And Noah, great guy. He he definitely is the the type of person that um he he cares about the people that are around him. Uh, tries to give them the benefit of the doubt but like when you are a brand that is bigger than a person you have to be more mindful of this stuff and ultimately it ended up hurting loop boy yet again um because this was literally back-to-back -back drama over the course of a, a two two and a half week period so wow dude that's crazy i actually i i remember when it all kind of broke out and, and it started but it, it got lost in my timeline i didn't get to see the conclusion there
And then, of yeah. course, all places to go break the story. You jump on the Fortnite guys video there. <laughs> that's just comedy across the board. I guess that's a little little icing on the cake to conclude that one right there. The story as yeah. wraps. But, man, and that's something a kid would do, guys. Of course, it just makes sense, right? Kid gets in trouble. He figures, my next best play is to just do more trouble, create more trouble that it's so outlandish people can maybe believe I was hacked. Um, and then when things felt like they were going to escalate, I guess the kitchen got too hot. He had to get up out of there. So yeah. <laughs> it makes, well, I mean, it makes sense. Did you know? Did you know the Fortnite guy doesn't even run his channel anymore? Yeah, I've noticed. I've noticed. Um, he's got one of his KNG boys. I think. I think my my good pal Mark, who I got to meet when I went over to the Fortnite guys King Garner Mansion. Uh, cool dudes over there. Definitely. Is is he? He's yeah. basically running all the stories, huh? Yeah, and and honestly, I mean, quality quality content now. The other guy, I don't know, you know, the, the actual oh, yeah, Fortnite I, guy. I forgot. He, he I can, forgot. Pano is is not a fan he, of he can the Fortnite guy. He look, Mark, Mark's doing good stuff, man. Like uh, you know, uh, respect. They needed to revive the channel somehow, and and it uh, definitely was uh, the wave bringing in Mark. No, that's. I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> it's funny that I forgot. Panda still wants to box the Fortnite guy, but it's also pretty awesome that Mark is stepping up, figuring out the content game. Um, and that's smart, smart on the Fortnite guy to turn his channel into a business. I mean, it's the next best thing to do, right? Get someone yeah. else to put in the work, uh, grow outwards, and then continue to focus on other places. So definitely, definitely cool that at least he's keeping it going. Um, what else do we have here? So that's Loot Boy under fire for the crazy mm -hmm. statements. Uh, obviously, kids, man, trying to figure things out, snake their way out of those weird seasons or that weird situation. Um, I wanted to talk about this next topic, though, about Wavy Jacob also getting in trouble oh. while we're on the topics of kids getting in trouble. This is perfect. Wavy Jacob gets banned. And actually, this was during the FNCS All-Stars. This completely slipped my mind. I could have just chucked it in there. But yeah, during that event, this is probably, I was going to say, this is probably the biggest drama. But no, I think Aussie Antics getting <laughs> removed from the broadcast is the They're biggest bigger. drama. But yeah, let's just quickly cover Jacob and and why he thought it was a good idea to to throw the N word in his username. Okay, so yeah, again, racial slur, but this time put into his name and and did it successfully make it onto the broadcast, or was it caught beforehand? Regardless, he got banned, and people people's first instinct on on socials was to come to his defense. Of course. It's, it's but like <laughs> the, the man changed his name to some crazy stuff. Like, yeah, come on, yeah. guys. Nah, I mean, and listen, from from his perspective, he he really didn't think it was that bad. Uh, if you guys were wondering what it said, it was basically real real ninja Jake uh, Jacob, right? I think it was basically put it put it like that. Um, and he did it with like a bunch of weird numbers and stuff. You know, he just kind of spelled mm -hmm. it out. It looked like a bunch of gang letters, to be honest. But ultimately. One of the casters, I think, was casting at the time. They spotted it or something like that as the story goes. and Or Epic spotted it. And they were like, yeah, this is this is crazy. Like, what the heck? Um, they were not happy. So they handed out they handed out what looked like the death sentence to Jacob at the time. There was yeah. a miscommunication with the ban. Um, I think the ban was pushed for six months out the gate, yeah. which would be like the longest, second longest ban to Jarvis, maybe, um, up until now, uh, which turned out to be a bit of a mistake. Epic was like, yeah, you know, we didn't really want to ban him for six months for the name, but they gave him, is it still two seasons off or is it, is it two weeks? What was it? I think it's two weeks. Okay. 
but I think like that's two weeks that he can't play arena even. Yeah, that's, that's I, I, I don't know exactly how it works, but on his Fortnite game, it says two weeks. Yeah, so he got a competitive ban for two weeks. I'm, I'm sure he could probably play the game and do some stuff, guys. But he's not allowed to do like competitive events or arena yeah. stuff, anything around the competitive umbrella, um, because of what he did. So luckily, it wasn't anything really big. Like you know, it wasn't a Jarvis situation. He gets a perma ban. Um, yeah. I just I think someone at Epic was just angry this weekend. Like other people also got reprimanded. Uh, not just Jacob. Right, uh, not not just Aussie antics either. There was like other things. I forgot little instances of people getting, I think, actually banned or like timed out or removed from comp. Um, some other small headliners hit hit my hit my timeline, but uh, didn't didn't really bother to write them down. But yeah, I think someone at Epic was just like, "You get a bullet, you get a bullet, you get a <laughs> like." Yeah, someone's going crazy on the comp side. I don't know, dude. Uh, genuinely, um, and Epic is on vacation right now, guys. <laughs> Have a two weeks off. So, I'm thinking this guy was just like, to hell with it. He's going on vacay anyways. And, uh, yeah, he went out with a July 4th bang. Uh, <laughs> quite literally. Before going on vacay, bro, I swear. Yeah, man, look. It, 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 there was definitely some crazy stuff. And, and you know, look, there were some other name changes that leads into our next topic that uh, caused, some, uh, caused some craziness, too. But uh, I'll let you dive into that topic if you want or do you want me to talk about it no nah, yeah, yeah let's kick it off let's talk about why Aussie antics was removed from the broadcast after what he called breaking community guidelines now before panda takes you through the topic let me lay the stage down for you guys really quickly in case you're a new listener or you know need a little more context who's Aussie guys Aussie antics up until now it's my caster duo we've casted every single fncs of this year, I believe, um, together, mm. we've been like the premier duo for NA East. Um, and he's just done exceptional work as far as laying down, viewing parties, uh, competitive coverage, and just competitive know-how around the game, the scene on YouTube, and of course, the Swiss channel. He's grown to be a massive size as an Australian influencer. And he's done really cool stuff. So naturally... He's, he's loved. He is very much beloved by the Fortnite community. And they yeah. were not happy when they found out he was removed from the broadcast for this reason. Oh, Panda. All right. So here I am to break down the reason for you. So um, Aussie Antics, uh, the, the night before he was removed from the broadcast, uh, was doing a viewing party. And uh, he was spectating over um, a friend of his, actually, and who was potentially going to get first place Luna from uh, the OCE region. And all of a sudden, a player from 78th place jumps on him, right? So Aussie's first response um, was to call him a an effing loser, right? So uh, a direct attack towards the guy. And uh, he went on a, a basically a mini rant, if you will, um, while spectating the griefer. Uh, on on his viewing party and, and mind you his viewing parties get quite a few views 10k plus easy um each time he does it so naturally it's going to cause a lot of hate to be directed towards the player involved uh so the next day comes he has a meeting that epic has asked for in the morning uh he gets to the meeting and he and they tell him that he's going to be removed from the broadcast for the day uh because he broke those community guidelines like monster mentioned um and sent more or less harassment towards a player, right? And, and 
I think uh, behind the scenes, Epic was more or less probably like, hey, let's keep this discreet. Let's not bring too much attention to it. And uh, Aussie's first thought was to then tweet out that I'm going live and I'm going to give you my exact reason. Uh, myself included, ran over to the stream to find out what was going on. And he uh, he says, you know what? I understand Epic's decision, but I'm not sorry for what I did. And he said, this is probably going to ruin my chances with uh, getting on future broadcasts. But, and he said, they, they even said that they would bring him back for future broadcasts. But he is refusing to apologize for his actions. And uh, he gets what Epic had to do. But he says it is what it is. Yeah, that, and which is crazy because, like, you get this, what is honestly terrible news. Like, guys, I don't know. All right, so I just want to put this out there, like, you know, I make the bag casting, right? So, like, th that's the good bag. But, like, for someone's knee-jerk reaction to just be like, you know, you want to go, I don't know, throw them in the fire, I guess, right? Like, add fuel to the flame or whatever for the, what, however you kind of want to look at it. I just, I told him, like, bro, you are crazy. Like, this is still my homie here, guys. Obviously, we're good friends. Um, yeah. But I, I told him, like, bro, you're, you're insane, for like going that route of all the ways you could have handled this to go live and try to go against it like that that's just nuts to me um but he decided yeah. to do it and uh yeah i guess he just he he wanted to stand on his beliefs and i can't be upset at anybody for doing that i don't think anyone should be um obviously uh, yeah. we we all love what he has contributed to the scene or whatever uh but yeah you know like if, if that's how he feels and that's what he wants to do you just just gotta i guess appreciate his honesty for it um and and yeah. no luckily he's in a position where like he's almost too big to fail right i i don't want to say he's too big to fail he's almost yeah. too big to fail right thousands of viewers on fortnite he's successfully transitioned and found success in some other titles on his variety days he's got an awesome community to support him he's got plenty of subs and he he's right now living the the short i guess the short hype right around the drama and stuff like that so you know he's got to capitalize on it while, while he can um try and convert as much of that as possible but yeah it was crazy for me it was really weird though because i'm like getting blown up not only like in the dms but like publicly getting tagged like at monster what the heck's going on like your yeah. duo like what do you think about this and you know so that's why i like i just kept a super low profile i was like yo like this is just a weird position to be in um i got a cast right now all of a sudden they're like yeah you're gonna cast a sundown i'm like oh crap yeah. what the i gotta figure out how to cast a sundown like in real time um yeah it was it was a weird weekend man that's that's really what it was for me uh, but i decided to just stay out of it i i told epic i told uh ozzy basically too like I'm just like, yeah, that's that's just crazy, bro. Like, I, I can't even, I can't be asked to entertain this because it's pretty clear what happens when, you know, you kind of jump in the fire. Uh, you can get burnt, boys. You can definitely get burnt. And, yo, man, I like casting Fortnite. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. And that's also why certain topics, like, I don't even drop a, like, sometimes I don't drop my perspective on most of the drama that happens on Twitter. Like, if anything, yeah. I save it for the podcast. I'll kind of give my diplomatic point of view, right? Break down the story for y'all and give, like, some advice uh, on the exit out. But I don't do it on Twitter because of that reason right there. Like, stuff can get taken out of context. People can mm -hmm. just, you know, have the smoking gun that day and be ready to fire it off. Like, you don't really know. Uh, yeah. 
And I, I, I guess that could be a lesson for all influencers, huh? Like what yeah. you do on your channel um, can affect all of your projects, right? Uh, I always say this, but like your online presence is quite literally your resume. Like what you do on Twitch, what you do on Twitter, that that is what people see. And that's how you're representing any projects you're a part of, I guess. And that's where, you know, things can backfire for sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've had a lot of people come into stream and they're like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And, and this is the example I've used. So say you work in a professional setting, right? And you have a you have a coworker named Tom, right? Let's say you get upset with Tom and you go on social media or you go on a, on a stream or, or something of that nature and you say negative stuff about Tom, right? And your work finds out. Naturally, your work's going to be upset with you and punish you for saying negative things about Tom. It's like it's against the contracts, the stuff that you sign. Like it is what it is, right? Um, and and not only should Aussie expect that, like to some degree, right? Even though gaming is different, like it's still professional. Epic handles things very, very professionally. They do. They try their best to, even though it is gaming, right? To to maintain a level of professional business consistent across the board. And uh, that's that's kind of the example I've been using because look, I've worked in corporate real estate. I worked in corporate hospitality. Like if I it, let's say even if I said something when I was working in those industries because now I'm full time, let's say I said something and it came off my stream and went to my boss. Right, I would have been terminated on the spot. And I was I I worked in high level corporate positions, so it it kind of comes with the territory. And those are the examples that I've used for people at home that maybe just don't quite understand why it happened, but take it with a grain of salt. Like it, it, it has happened and uh, hopefully people will learn from it in the industry. Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, yo guys, we got another just in breaking news. Uh, TSM ops has been unbanned. He said, what the F? <laughs> that was his tweet. <laughs> uh, he has been officially unbanned. Like we said, dude, he's got connections. He's, he's got connections. It was a weird situation getting copyright banned permanently for old videos and VODs. So probably a loophole in the system. Happy we got that sorted and you guys get to get the live update if you made it to the end. Sweet one for you. Um, let's talk about the last time before we close out here. It's been a nice long episode. Before we went live and recorded this one, you I asked you, what is Krona Zen? And the response you gave me made me drop my jaw. I can't believe this is in a scene. Uh, break it down for us, Panda. <laughs> All right, so the Kronos Zen is an attachment for controller players, uh, primarily made for console, I guess, but can be used on PC. Uh, that uh, gives enhanced aim assist and the ability to uh, change scripts and macro things for controller. Oof. Now, this is like, you can you can turn on a rapid fire function. Oh, no, that's uh, you, cheating. There, there's, yeah, exactly. So... This is something that is going around the scene right now. And, and allegedly, a lot of pros, even quote-unquote day, has been using this piece of equipment. So no word from Epic as of now, obviously, if it is allowed, if, it, if it's similar to a wooden keyboard in, in the regards of double movement. But to me, this seems like blatant cheating. Being able to enhance aim assist and make it stronger than it already is, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and you just said auto-trigger. Dude, that reminds me of back in the day, like, when I played Metal Gear Solid, right? Um, mm -hmm. In Metal Gear Solid 1, there was a point in time where you get thrown into prison, right? You get taken captive, and they electrify you. But you have to spam square to, like, you know, keep the electrifying bar from depleting. But 
if you had a turbo controller, which essentially back then was you could macro square to spam infinitely fast that your fingers, you know, like this, your fingers are not going to keep up with. Yeah, that's what it was. It was cheating. But everyone knew that controller was like cheats for you to spam your way through <laughs> certain very unique game instances. Um, that is an exploit. This Cronus Zen thing sounds literally like an exploit as well i hate that we're covering it too because i know someone's gonna hear it and download it or try it out uh well, don't do that it, right i was just gonna say just like use it at your own risk guys this is for sure sounds like an exploit yeah so definitely i i guess it's like a, a 70 dollars thing brand new however they've been sold out and they're on back order for like six months or something but if you go on like other websites like bidding websites they're up to like two three hundred dollars a piece that's crazy. It's it's people are desperate, man. They're like, listen, I might be able to get my first earnings. Let me plug in this little Chrono Zen. That reminds but, me of uh, yeah, when the rooting kind of blew up. Actually, it was yeah. Aussie Antics that really put it on the map. Like the double movement video, I think it had like a hundred thousand views overnight mm -hmm. or whatever, like within twenty four hours. And then all of a sudden, they also sold out. Like it only takes literally, guys, a couple hundred orders for most of these guys. Like we're sold out. Back orders, yeah, right, because like that random traffic is just not expected um then all of a sudden they are you know inventory scratching inventory trying to figure things out um yeah yeah crazy crazy yeah guys listen don't don't go downloading this thing please or, or buying this and and for these gouging prices like this is like freaking inflated prices it's like graphics cards inflation right here right <laughs> <laughs> just just hold out you'll be fine this is this is just uh i think a, a passing thing right i'm yeah. sure epic will have to address this this straight sounds like a cheat um would hate to see anyone get banned or become dependent i guess more importantly can you imagine a pro becoming dependent on this then at that point yeah you're you're not you're not going to be good like what kind of pro is someone who's dependent on cheating anyways um yeah that's, that's kind of my perspective on it i don't know patty you bought one yet or what Oh, you, you already know, overnighted, <laughs> plugged it in. No, so look, I, I did some research. Hey, you thought about podcast, it, guys, look. But uh, no, 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 they, there is some articles that say you could use it on keyboard and mouse too. Wow. So look, I, I'm not touching it. I don't want anything. I bought a wooden keyboard because double movement was the thing for me. Um, and it was important to me. But like, this is just blatant cheating, right? Like I, I took a risk, I guess, with wooting and, and, and hope that Epic would approve it. And they did. But this is different, like enhanced aim assist, uh, rapid fire, like, and there's different scripts and stuff that are that you can download into the device that just makes your gaming experience enhanced overall. So look, I, I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. I don't think it should be allowed. <laughs> um, if, if now we just kind of sit back and wait for Epic to make a, make a statement and, and hopefully it is against this device instead of it being for the device. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, all right, that's going to conclude this week's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys so very much for tuning in. I, I think, is this episode 140 or 139? I don't really remember. I try uh, to remember at the top. We've we've done so many at this point, but I'll leave it with this. Uh, yeah, guys, don't forget to send all your complaints to me at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. Next week, we'll be sure to be here with another upload for you. Before we get out, though, Panda, where can the ladies and gentlemen at home find you, my brother? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash life with Panda. I am here all week long, Monday through Saturday, bringing you all the action during the day, viewer games, etc. The arena grind right now, get almost the champs, literally a couple hundred off. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash life Panda. Hit me up, man. I answer all my DMs. I talk in, in, in uh, comments, man. Uh, let's connect. Sick. And as always, guys, find me at Monster Deface across all socials. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you all for listening in, tuning in. And uh, yeah, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.